Welcome to a special edition of the Team Turnbuckle Podcast on the IB Network podcast feed. I am your host, Ronald Tinsley, the ravishing one. Joined with me, my brother, the shooter, Sammy Howe. Sammy, how's it going tonight? It is going really well. We're uh, in the early days of spring here in LA. Um, I actually... I got woken up by an earthquake yesterday, which is like the second worst way to get woken up. <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. Uh, what was the magnitude on that one? It's a 4.0. And uh, I wasn't oh. terrible, but like I woke up and I was like, oh, the earth's moving. Like when you're from the East Coast, it's one of those where like you're never really going to get used to, to an earthquake. The earth is mm. not supposed to move. Yeah, I, I bet that's uh, kind of fun. <laughs> but uh Unfortunately, we are without our brother, uh, the head of the table, Chief Keith Fleming, because as always, he's being the hardest working man in podcast land, is getting that master's preview in with uh, Actively Lazy currently. So we wanted to make sure we uh, got back to you and got you some content because we do have two pay-per-views coming up this week. This is basically the week of all weeks uh, for the WWE WrestleMania week. So we wanted to make sure that we got you a podcast preview for both the NX, the fantastic NXT pay-per-view that's coming up as well as WrestleMania. So we're going to cover the NXT, um, what is it? Blood and Guts is what it's called. Stand and Deliver. Oh, sorry. Stand and deliver. That's right. So this is a two night um, event, which is just I'm looking at the the card top to bottom and we're really just looking at a fantastic card. So why don't we just get into it? Because we do have a lot of matches to cover. So we're going to start at the beginning and we're going to start with uh, Kushida facing off with Pete Dunn. Now, this is a really interesting um, situation for Pete Dunne as he's, you know, fallen out of the NXT title picture. But considering he put on a really great show against Finn on his exit and um, unfortunately, uh, who is it? Um, Oni Lorcan is the one who's currently injured, correct? No, no, Danny Birch is injured. Okay. And so, you know, his little thing... Um, his little faction is broken up currently, but you know, he's into a great program with Kushida. What do you think is uh, now? Number one, I think this match is going to wind up being possibly a great instant classic and top to bottom. There's all kinds of matches that can just uh, be the highlight of this card. What are your, what's your take on this uh, match and who do you feel is going to come out on top here? Uh, I was actually trying to think about that because I was trying to think about who needs it more. I was leaning towards Kushida just because like you were saying where there's so much, you know, with Dunn, I would think that Dunn would be a good first opponent for carrying cross if he wins the title. But I also just think like Kushida kind of needs the win. And I'm with you. I think that this is, has the potential to be a banger. I think that these guys have, uh, what I would call peanut butter and chocolate styles where they're not necessarily the same, like they wrestle different styles, but they're very complimentary styles. And I'm, this is low key. The, the one of the two or three matches that I'm most excited for. Um, And I'm going with Kushida. I'm actually going to go with Pete Dunn here because I think that um, I believe in the last takeover Kushida had gotten the win. Um, I can't remember who it was, who his opponent was, but if I'm not mistaken, Kushida's coming off of a uh, feud where, you know, he came out the victor in that. And it just doesn't seem that they have anywhere that they're really going. He lost to Gargano last time for the North American. Oh, that's right. That was the North American title match. Oh, oh, that might change it up a little bit. No, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Pete Dunn, though. I think uh, just because based on where Pete Dunn is at, I think that um, he's going to need this win a little bit more than Kushida will. So I, I think Dunn is going to come out on top here. There's one thing I was uh, I was listening to something to wrestle the Bruce Pritchard Conrad Thompson podcast. Mm-hmm. And there was a very interesting thing that Bruce Pritchard said that I think was kind of unintentionally revealing 
where he was ranting about the 1995 women's division. And he mentioned uh, Aja Kong and why they were not as high on her as Bertha Faye. And he was like, Aja Kong doesn't speak English. So she can't connect with the audience the same way that Bertha Faye could. And I was just, I was like, we would like to think that that's not the sense anymore, but you look at guys and girls like, like Asuka is really well positioned, but Asuka is also arguably one of the two or three best in-ring performers. Uh, Nakamura has, you know, I think we could argue has not reached his, his, uh, the, the levels that we would all have hoped for him. Uh, I, you know, we, we had talked on the other podcast about, or maybe it was in the other podcast, but Andrade and sort of the issues that he's had because, you know, and, and I wonder mm-hmm. if, you know, the, the baby as high as I am on Kushida, I think his gimmick's so cool. If maybe that's the problem that he's going to have, and maybe you're right in Pete Dunn being the winner. Yeah. And it's really a shame because, you know, in ring, the guy can really, really go. Um, I love his ability to, switch from grappling to striking and you know the clinic that he and Gargano put on was just absolutely fantastic I just considering that they don't even have him in the North American title picture right now I I just don't think they really have any uh interesting place to go with him as of yet so that's the reason I'm really kind of sticking with Dunn yeah speaking of the North American championship there is a gauntlet match who will determine who will go on to face Johnny Gargano on night two for the North American Championship. That will include the newcomer LA Knight. um, Goodness, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Leon Ruff, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm staring right at his face in Cameron Grimes, who will actually – no, it wasn't Cameron Grimes. Who is entering uh, – it's L.A. Knight who's entering last, correct? I think so. That sounds – yes. So, yeah, so they have L.A. Knight entering last. Uh, Dexter Loomis, I believe he will be fifth uh, in this. And – Oh man, I should have written written down uh, the exact order because uh, they fought for this uh, just last week. But um, uh, um, it is uh, L.A. Knight, Loomis, Grimes, Reed, Swerve Scott, and uh, Leon so Ruff. Will be first in, then Scott, uh, Bronson, Reed, Cameron Grimes, Loomis, and then L.A. Knight will follow. Gotcha. So. The way I see it, they're probably going to continue with uh, Reed and Ruff's feud. So I think those two will cancel each other out, even though, you know, based on who comes in. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I think it's going to come down likely to the last two gentlemen who uh, finished this last time uh, in L.A. Night in Dexter Loomis, even though. I've been kind of uh, really big on Bronson Reed, and I just kind of wish that he would uh, get over and finally get, uh, get that North American championship. But, you know, this is me with my fan booking. Uh, if I go with what my eyes really say, um, I, I think I think they're going to uh, do a finale, and I think they'll have Dexter Loomis go on to face Johnny Gargano. Uh, Gargano, that definitely seems like the story that they're telling. You know, he's been doing that whole feud with um, Gargano's people. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I can see is that L.A. Knight is sort of, you know, they brought Eli Drake in, um, you know, obviously repackages L.A. Knight. Uh, You would think that that's you know, that that would be where they would go. Um, I'm sort of on a toss up. I'm going to say LA Knight just because he's the last. And I, the only concern that I have about that is, is that it's such a heel versus heel thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's where, that's the reason I didn't take him. The, yeah. And and I'm going to go, actually, you convinced me. I'm going to go Loomis just because I think that that, you know, that makes the most sense. And yeah, I'm gonna go with Loomis. 
And now I'm actually second guessing myself because does Dexter really want that? No, I'm sh- I'm sure every every uh, competitor's thing is to get in there and get some gold. And the fact that he can mess with Johnny Gargano while doing so should definitely be a bonus. And I could also see, yeah, I mean, I, I could see them doing where he doesn't, you know, end up winning the title and they go to, to another, you know, I, I'll just be interested to see where they go with that. That's sort of a, uh, anyway. So next up, there is a triple threat match for the uh, vacated NXT Tag Team Championships. We have the newcomers, MSK, and the winners of the uh, Dusty Cup of this year versus the Grizzled Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma. Who do you think is going to come out as our brand new NXT Tag Team Champions? Oof. Um, I'm leaning towards the Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, which is like one of my favorite names in pro wrestling. Um, you know, I, I'm not uh not not why i'm picking them but it just feels like they've sort of been feuding i feel like they've been feuding with msk i have not been paying attention to the nxt tag team division as much um which kind of sucks because in the past has been some of the best uh in the you know in, in wrestling i would yeah i'm gonna go with grizzled young vets um, i actually I actually am right there with you, considering that we had thought that they were um, going to be tapped to win the Dusty Cup this past year, and it was, what, the second year in a row that they were the runners-up. Mm-hmm. This might be one of those things where it's like, okay, we're not going to give you that that usual boost that would lead you towards a tag team championship, but you'll be rewarded for you know boosting up our tag team division. So here you go. Um, and I think this would be about a time where MSK could afford a loss. Uh, I know they came in hot and everything. You know, I know Legato Del Fantasma with their participation and their style, they're definitely going to keep this high flying, high pace, and it's going to make for an interesting matchup. So I think that the Grizzled Young Veterans will be able to slow it down and uh, take control and become the new NXT tag team champions. Yeah. I mean, I, I my assumption is, is that we were going to get uh one E and two E against the grizzled young veterans anyway. And that that's sort of the, you know, but the Danny Birch injury scotched that and we're getting sort of the same idea. Yeah. And, you know, um, if I can, for just a second, you know, you were right. The NXT tag team division had been really good for quite some time. I think over this last year and not, you know, that it's the fault of one and two. Um, it's just, there hasn't been a lot of really great competition in the tag team division. You know, there was Breezango. Um, there was of course uh, Imperium for a short spell, but I don't know ever since like um, they, had gotten it off uh, the Broser weights and the undisputed era. It just seemed like the excitement surrounding the tag titles just had hasn't really been there. Um, once NXT went to USA, you started to see Vince's fingerprints more. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be one of those like internet fans who's like everything terrible about NXT is Vince. Everything great still Triple H. Um, I just imagine RC, well, RC doesn't like NXT anyway, but I think that one of the biggest ways that you see Vince's fingerprints on the show is in his, his sort of disregard of tag team wrestling, because there was a period where it was down. Like, I think the, the, um, uh, who are the guys, the, um, um, blanking on their names and they were, uh, champions forever. Um, the Ascension, the Ascension were champions for like, mm-hmm. almost like, I think like a year. And oh wow, yeah. And then you had uh, like the Revival, American Alpha, DIY. Like there was a period where the, and I think that's just sort of the, like the, the fate of being the developmental territory is that you're going to mm. have ebbs and flows. Like we were complaining about the women's division and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's great again. Yeah. 
and then some, you know, they're still bringing in talent, even though, you know, they just lost Rhea Ripley. Um, that new young woman, her whose name escapes me, the, the woman from Vegas with the absolutely like CrossFit physique. She's going to she's going to do some things year or two from now, but just a nice addition. Yeah, I think anyway. <laughs> kind of got a little off track there so <laughs> next up on the so the co-main event on the night one card the nxt uk championship is on the line as walter will defend against Tommaso champa probably i i can't even matter of fact let me stop saying we'll stop trying to even say fight of the night because all of these are fight of the night um nominees just for being on the card I mean, I I think that this match. I mean, I, we're in agreement here. There's no way that Walter loses this match, right? No, no. Um, I mean, I I think that this is potentially like a Cena Brock 2014 level beatdown squashing. Yeah, I mean, I think that Walter, like, if ever, like, if you ever wanted to be like Sam, what's your perfect idea for a heel? Like a giant, like super strong German guy. Like that, I, that's Walter. And, and I think that reestablishing him, you know, now that Knockwood were starting, I feel like COVID is, we're, we're easing out of it. Um, I'm not going to say that we're out of the woods, but I feel like we're getting better in terms of, you know, Knockwood, but we're getting, you know, uh, that they can, you know, Walter can come to America again. I think that if they want to reestablish Imperium, the easiest way to do that, and it's not going to hurt Champa so much to just like, especially, I think that it doesn't hurt Champa, but I also think that it makes Walter look like a fucking beast when he trucks Champa. Absolutely. Um, and it's been a long time since I've seen Walter in the ring because, like you guys, I very rarely peak uh, on NXT UK. But just the way this is all set up, this is just suppo- supposed to be just a massive massive beatdown and it's going to be entertaining but i don't think it should be a long match to paraphrase charles barkley i don't know much about tom tomasa champa but i know he's in trouble <laughs> um I, and i think actually that's they've done this a couple times with champa they did it with him and carrying cross where carrying cross uh that was like well we'll get talk about that when we get to the finn carrying cross match um, but my, you know, my, my first like concern was when he had that match with Ciampa where Ciampa, who's like an A plus worker, I just did not enjoy the match. And I was, I no, was I was with you there. And, and so I'm, but I'm, I think that that's so your Ciampa has really established himself as the latter, one of the, the defining wrestlers of the latter era of NXT. And so I think losing to Walter is not going to hurt him. No, not at all. Uh, and considering that he's probably going to be a lifer, you know, he can easily do that. That's why, you know, we didn't really think that it would be too bad when he was going to take that mauling from a uh, cross. So the main event for night one. Just just quickly, do you know that mm-hmm. Chomp is only 35? Yeah. Yeah, I think we touched on that uh, previously on the podcast. It's just, you know, that that gray just makes it makes him look older. I think that's it. He also is like very like lined features. Like he he like he seems like the kind of guy who is like able to buy beer at seventeen because like, like yeah, we don't have to ID you. You're good. <laughs> so the main event for night one. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, taking her shot at the throne at the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Uh, it's so hard to land on this one because Io has just been so dominant the way that she's been. I mean, goodness, WrestleMania will be, matter of fact, it's a year now, isn't it, that she's been the champion? Just about a year? Uh, when did she beat Charlotte? Um, wasn't that the takeover before Mania? Uh, no, no, she beat her in June. That was June, okay. Yeah. Um, well, 
Well, still 10 months. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, like it, I it said, is she's a... been a dominant. <laughs> yeah, she's. Been... I just don't think that right now is the time to bring her up because, like we said, they're just barely launching Rhea Ripley. So it's safe to say that EO should be staying at least for a little while, maybe up until the superstar shakeup, whenever that uh, comes around. So. But I don't know. Raquel Gonzalez has just been so good these past couple of months. The, I think I'm gonna. Uh-huh. I think I'm gonna save Raquel. No, I, I think I'm gonna say Raquel takes this one. Yeah, if, if this is the last match, it's a coin flip for me because I'm fine either way. I think that if you want to keep EO there, cool, keep her there. Like she's like she's so good, and she can go back on the chase. Yeah, uh, she could also though. They tend to like she's probably not going to leave on Monday. Like that would be the is that usually she'll they'll you know they'll give them the goodbye. You know that they're and EO has done so well there that I would hope that they would give her a chance to say goodbye in front of people. That you know, yeah, and, and that's just my sort of two cents on that one but it feels like if you really want to make Raquel you give her the belt that's where Raquel become like that's when she's you know beating EO is good at this point I think EO has been a champion long enough and been a good enough champion that like it's a big deal to win mm-hmm. and so and this they, will give a serious stamp of approval to Raquel's career yeah I'm gonna go Raquel I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's okay. You know, I, I think it's funny because for the longest time, it seemed that like Keith and I pretty much just agreed on everything. And that was one of the great parts about when you came in, because at least we started uh, having some spice. And, you know, we love your contrarianism and it kind of seeped into the rest of us where, you know, we had to kind of put our uh, put our brains into it a little more. The I appreciate that. But I think that at the same time, there's you know, sometimes, you know, we talk about this is that there's predictable and then there's logical. And I think that it's not a bad thing to have the story end with, if the story that you've told is setting up for the underdog to win, you know, you don't watch, like, you wouldn't watch Rocky and then have Rocky build up and then have it end with, a you know, some random Jamo coming in and winning, you know, it's like, there's a logical way of telling stories like, Oh, look, it's banana Rick. Like what, why, who's banana Rick? Like he's another club fighter and he, he's going to beat like this. Like, you, yes. You surprised me, but it doesn't make any sense. So I think that the predictable is not always bad and wrestling can be predictable. Side note, I actually watched um, my first episode of Rick and Morty today and it was the pickle Rick episode. Oh man, that is that's what to start with. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So going into night two, we are going to have the unification of the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Now that Jordan Devlin can come back across the pond, he will be fighting Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, another match which should be absolutely stellar and I think that Jordan Devlin comes back and takes back his division yeah it it that was one where it was like hard to me is that like do you want to reestablish Jordan Devlin or do you want to reward Santos Escobar for the work that he's done and I my gut says we're going to go with Jordan Devlin um I'm trying to remember if he had like some sort of speaking out issue. Um, It feels like all of British wrestling Mm. had speaking out uh, last year. Um, But I don't, I mean, I feel bad if he did, like, I don't want to like slander the guy, but like I said, I feel like there was a lot of uh, (laughs) like that was, I don't know if you remember it, but like it was kind of nice to see that for once the u.s didn't take the lead on something (laughs) scumbags and uh uh yeah it it, uh it's actually it's very interesting was that like 
somebody asked uh like somebody asked uh like what happened and on twitter somebody was like yeah basically it uh like all of british pro wrestling's a bunch of scumbag perverts <laughs> like well damn so on that like uplifting note uh, <laughs> uh that was interesting yeah he was accused of physical abuse but he denied it we'll see um i think that there's i i'm <laughs> jesus um uh, sorry to bring it down i just imagine rc like saying he's like god damn sam you like killed the podcast um i'm gonna go devlin just because i think that um i think that that's just like the logical like they're gonna pick i think there's a lot of like stuff that the wwe wants to pick up um and it seemed if if i remember correctly like he had just won the championship and didn't really get to start uh uh having any defenses before they basically shut down international travel yeah so and it just if if i remember correctly he was like really red hot and it just seems that it's the logical choice to let him come back and do, you know, maybe they can have him and Santos go at it again. And who knows, maybe it'll be one of those uh, occurrences where he'll get a rematch next week and just win it just on the regular show. Um, oh, and next week will be the first uh, week on Tuesday. Cause this is the last week for um, the Wednesday show. Yeah. And I think now is as good of any to touch on that is that like there are a lot of people who I think Keith talked Keith mentioned it to me in a conversation where he was like you know who cares like do, you're basically it's coke and pepsi you're arguing between two billionaires like why don't you just root for the wrestlers and so like when right. people find out like NXT got run off of Wednesdays like honestly I think that it's uh like a good thing that like i want both to be really successful i want more eyes on wrestling and yeah i mean i think that that's like one thing that i really enjoyed and really appreciate about you and keith in doing this is is that there's an appreciation of like an enjoyment of wrestling and i think that we're not here to be like we're marks we're all marks but we're not like but we're not marks for a company we're marks for good wrestling so like if more people are going to watch nxt and more people are going to watch AEW, great like i and you know running it's just stupid to me like yeah you're absolutely right because if they're getting more eyes guess what they're going to work on better product if they work on better product who wins we all do yeah and like, and like if you don't like a diff, if you don't like a show but you like certain wrestlers Find the stories that you like, watch those, then change the channel. But don't yeah. crap on the entire show or the entire promotion just because things didn't go the way you like. We're all wrestling fans. We're never going to get everything we want. And and there's a lot of nostalgia that I think that we're going to find when we watch some of the old stuff, uh, hint, hint for podcast stuff that we're doing. Um, I think that people forget, like especially about the Attitude Era, the pure amount of garbage that there was um you know like i get like missing the rock and austin and stuff but like fuck like y'all not you had to go through a two-hour really bad show yeah like go back and watch wrestlemania 15 sometime and tell me that you miss uh like fuck that uh it's, anyway sorry to hop off my <laughs> i'm on my tangent but i really went on one there <laughs> Oh, that's cool, man. We'll, we get to turn this around right now anyway. Why don't we jump back into some more championship action because we will have the our winner, uh, I guess we'll, we both called Dexter Loomis, facing uh, Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. And like I was saying before, I think this will be a chance to wear everything um, with that he's been messing with with the way uh, culminates now i think there's even the possibility that um austin theory turns on gargano and helps loomis win the championship it, loomis is like the weirdest face that i've ever seen because like he's a psychopath who doesn't talk and is like basically tortured austin theory <laughs> like but he you know i mean i we, you know we joke about this about good guys not being good guys but 
Um, one thing is that like, if you really want to do the old school white meat baby face thing of having Austin Theory and Gargano, you beat the dog mess out of whoever wins the gauntlet match. And then you have the whole, you know, you know, underdog fighting from underneath storyline, which I would be, you know, I'm a sucker for classic stories. Um, I, yeah. it, the other thing, well, I guess there never really was a mid-card title. Um, who do you have as the winner in this? Because I'm having a hard time picking one. Well, if if our Loomis choice does come out, um, <clears throat> Gargano has taken him down so many times before. It's kind of hard seeing Loomis actually overcoming. But I think I'm going to roll the dice, and I, I think I'll take Loomis anyway. Yeah, I... <sighs> I feel like Gargano's kind of been in like a holding pattern with the, you know, he's been North American champion pretty much since he, you know, uh, he beat Halloween Havoc was when he won the title. Um, I'm, you know, with the exception of that, like one month where he, or three weeks where he Leon Ruff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor Leon Ruff. Like, actually, honestly, I know that he's been feeding with Bronson Reed, but if you wanted to call back a storyline and do like a real, if anybody was there for the underdog ass baby face, it's fucking Leon. Mm. But um, he would have to. He would have to do that from the one spot. No, it's true. But I mean, that's what I'm saying is that like, if you really want, oh, that would be a true white meat. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I would love to see. It feels like yeah. I mean, it it's always hard with NXT because you feel like there's going to be some call ups mm-hmm. with Raw. And SmackDown, um, you think you think Gargano's ready to go? I mean, yes, I think that he's not. I mean, I think he's too small for Vince to like. I feel like he's going to fall into the same trap that um, Owens and Zayn and those guys have fallen into. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, but he's, you know, he's, he's too he's bigger than 205 live though so that's true um i yeah i mean i'm picking whoever wins the gauntlet match just because you know, he's a three-time north american champion um i and i feel like whoever wins the world title match like he would not be a bad guy to slot in there mm-hmm. as, you know a next opponent yeah not at all all righty so we have the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, defending the championships against the Women of the Way, uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Um, why don't you tell me what you think while I try to collect my thoughts on this one? So... I would keep it on my gut says it's Ember and Shotzi um, just because that's the, you, they've been champions for less than a month. Um, champion, they've existed less than a month. Um, <laughs> the, and changing it, I mean, I think is a cool thing to pop like a reaction. I know what I just said about Gargano, but if you want to do something where, you know, they can, you know, they've done the double champion thing with Keith Lee before, but if you wanted to have uh, Austin Theory maybe go after the world title, I cannot keep it like, I'm just like slotting people. In. I'm like, <laughs> everyone can wrestle <laughs> for the world title. It's going to be, <laughs> um, but I, I could see if they want to have the way win those titles and sort of do like that they're all champions, you know, the goal is mm-hmm. sort of what they did with the Undisputed Era. Um, but I'm going with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart um, just because they 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 need to establish those titles more. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Uh, just because of the fact that they need to establish those titles, and with what you what we were just talking about, the fact that there's a chance that Johnny goes. If Johnny goes, I'm pretty sure Candice would go as well. Yeah, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and. 
Uh, and honestly, as great as Candice LeRae is, she wouldn't be that huge of a loss in the women's division right now, I don't think. I, you know, the only problem is, and I said this, was that I would have rather them have done like a women's North American championship mm-hmm. over a women's tag team championship. Just Ditto. To, I mean, you know, but if wishes were horses, the beggars would ride. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with, with, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. All right. So now for the unsanctioned match, the end of an era for the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Um, Is there any way Adam Cole goes over in this match? No. And this is the match that most, you know, we were talking before this started about like, my favorite NXT match of all time. I oh men's match. Uh, I'll qualify that. My favorite NXT men's match. <laughs> probably Nakamura versus Sammy. And one of the things I love about that was like that was Sammy's swan song. And he had done so much to establish NXT. Um, I think that if if anybody is ready to go and would do well on the main roster it's Adam Cole, despite his size. I think he's just somebody who is, it's very interesting in the same way that Shawn Michaels was kind of undersized for his era. I feel like Adam they Cole. Just, their, their charisma is bigger than their body. Yeah. And Adam Cole has like, I, he has this ability with his matches to just suck me in, in a way that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I think that he loses. I think that I would be shocked. Uh, it would be I would be less shocked if Adam Cole won than if uh, Champa won, for example. But I I am fairly certain mm-hmm. that Riley wins this. Yeah, I'm with you, but um, and I gotta say I completely agree with you as well that he I think that he just has that ability to uh, present himself uh, larger than he is. Um, I just absolutely love the work that he's put in uh, his run as an NXT champion. I had hated so much. So I, I applaud him for making me feel <laughs> the way I did, which means he did his job because I absolutely hated his title reign. I, I wanted every person to, to want to take that off. Um, I had wanted the Velveteen dream before that crap came out about him. I had so wanted dream to take it off of him because of how, heelish and great he was so i agree that you know he can do well for by himself on the main roster you know even when we had thought that you know they those guys would be a package deal on a call-up the so moving on oh no no go ahead the i feel like this thing is going to be overbooked big time like i think that roddy's going to show up i think that it's you know i i does Bobby Fish return? You know, it's been a bit about four months, three months since his triceps injury. Um, I would love it. Like, I think that that's like if ever there was somewhere where you do like a big operatic overbooked, you know, the the kind of indie main event that's people like me, you know. Uh, I would. I think it would be this. Is this is where and it comes can... down to choose. And it comes down to choose your sides too, because at the very least, we know that Roddy is kind of. You know, Roddy. Last I saw from last week was walking out of the arena and was kind of through with everything. But if he would come in for one last hurrah, just to battle it out with the boys, who who even knows what, whose side he would be standing on. <laughs> And and I thought actually the originally when Fish got hurt it was uh, eight weeks was what I've seen so I would hope that he would be back I hope that he's okay I'd rather that you know he's a pretty good wrestler um, but yeah I think that I actually I mean again if you want to tell the story uh, you know the next story which is have O'Reilly win and then Fish come back and feud those guys mm. so. Uh. All right. So let's move on to the main event. 
Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. Is it time that we recrown uh, the Master of the Doomsday? It it this feels like it's so obvious for him to win that I almost feel like he won't because like it's takeover. It's the first, I think it's the first event that it will be on Peacock. I don't think anything, you know, oh, yeah. solely on Peacock. I think everything else has had network uh, coupling. So you could either do the network. Crap, which one? Thank you for reminding me that I actually need to uh, switch my WWE stuff over to Peacock. Yeah. And so that's the that's the question that I have. Are they setting us up for a swerve? Um, before I get into my prediction, are, what do you? How do you feel about carrying Cross? What do? You, how do you feel about the idea of him winning? I'm okay with it. I think um, I I like the little. You know, they had the nice little uh, old school type promo package with his training last week it's almost like they're kind of reminding us of why they signed him. But instead of it being one of the, one of his classic, you know, times up kind of TikTok uh, deals, it's just showing his classic striking, his, his, you know, basic skill set. I'm almost wondering if they use that as a classic build. So I don't know. I think I think that it's. I think that it may be time, but Finn has been great in holding down the championship um, in his absence. Yeah, and that's that's where it's hard for me is that like I'm just not excited about carrying Cross, though. And this is again sort of like the NXT main roster dichotomy. I think he'll be a huge success on the main roster. Um, I just think that he a lot mainly because <laughs> if I like get NXT, I, I'm not gonna like in the main roster and vice versa. Um, mm. And I think that he, you know, uh, I think he. The only way I see him not going over is if they decide that they want him to go back, go up to the main roster. Um, but I, I feel like yeah, there's like there's so much. The only reason why I would I'm hesitant to pick Karrion Cross is that there's so much and it feels so obvious. That it almost feels like really? mm. we're, we're definitely. I can see. Gonna... I can see. I can see how you could feel that. Yeah, it's just like it feels like there, and it, it's not the worst thing in the world. Again, like if he wins, I'm not going to be like, "Oh, it's predictable." You know, it's the logical thing. It's logical, and hey, I like I like illogical because the great part is is that let's let's just kind of spitball it out there now. Say that uh, he doesn't win. Finn goes over. They call him up. Who's next for Finn? Uh, uh, I mean, I've booked like half of these guys against Finn so far tonight. You have? <laughs> uh, done. Uh, you could always, you know, I guess he hasn't won the title. You know, he's done that feud, pardon the pun. Um <laughs> Maybe theory, um, though theory it feels like maybe Gargano, um, maybe LA yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't even really seem like there's really a now that we're talking about it out loud there's really no main event players. This is weird. Where it's kind of like you know a Damian Priest would have been really nice to have around right now. Well, it's interesting, and actually, as I was thinking about that, I think that if Karrion Cross wins, somebody like Kyle O'Reilly is, you know, I don't think that Karrion Cross is long for NXT. I think mm. the likelihood is, is that if he's there by SummerSlam, I'll be surprised. Or, oh, if he's there past SummerSlam, I'll be surprised. Um, I, think so I'm, I think I agree with you there. And, and so I could definitely see them deciding, you know, hey, man, like, we're going to give you, you know, where, where, you know, he'll have a sort of like Keith Lee, honestly. Um, and I could see them put it, you know, so, but Kyle O'Reilly is another guy where like, 
listen, I've said this a lot about guys when I watched them in the indies where I was not, you know, Ciampa and Gargano were guys that I was much higher on in NXT than I was in WWE. But if you were to tell me that Kyle O'Reilly would become this viable as a main event player, you know, and I think some credit, a lot of credit has to go to Kyle O'Reilly, but I also think you have to give credit to Finn for making him look, you know, is a very giving opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, if somebody, you know, instead of just being like, fuck it, this is a, you know, cruiserweight guy. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to kick his ass. Or I'm not a cruiserweight guy. This is a tag team. I'm going to go kick his ass. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's definitely more with Karrion Cross. All right. Well, you know, it's, we actually got through that uh, in a lot less time than I was expecting. The, yeah, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Um, I, you know, NXT surprises me. I, I generally enjoy it. It's obviously, you know, there is a period where it was not just the best show on television, but the best show on wrestling. I think that that's not necessarily the case anymore. Not a knock on, I mean, that which is less of a comment commentary in the current show and more about how great it was for like a five or six year period. Um, mm. but I'm, you know, well, four or five years. And so I, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm, I'm, well, I'm excited for Thursday more. Uh, what do you think, if you had to pick what you think the best match is going to be, what would you pick? <laughs> hmm. I mean, going with, uh, the, any Gargano matches kind of, uh, low-hanging fruit. The story between the Undisputed Era is kind of like an easy gimme, and especially considering it's going to be an unsanctioned match. Um, as we spoke about uh, towards the beginning of the show, the styles of Kushida and Dunn are uh, really intriguing. I don't know. I- I'm kind of leaning... I- and I almost feel like it's almost the obvious. I think that, you know, the um, O'Reilly and Cole, but there's a sleep, there's a sleeper's chance that it really becomes that women's championship. That you were on the same page. That's exactly what I was thinking, which is that like the easiest pick is, uh, is the uh, O'Reilly Cole match, but if you were going to tell me that, you know, you can win 10,000, you can win uh, $10 if you pick Kyle O'Reilly and Cole, and you can win 10,000 if you pick EO and Raquel, I'd be like, sure, man, let's throw. I'll take that chance. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I, uh, I'm hoping that that's, I mean, I, I think that we're in for great wrestling for two nights, which I'm excited about. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, AEW. You're probably going to, uh, lose this ranking but you know hey it's the last night in the quote unquote war yeah um yeah i'm just i'm just glad that most wrestling fans actually were smart you know from from what i've seen and from the you know the boards that i follow most wrestling fans were smart enough to know that this wasn't a war this was just two products that were on the same night and they would even go on you know the threads you know like who cares who watched what a lot of these people are going to be watching on DVR. There will, you know, a lot of what AEW is relying on right now are YouTube pits. So it's, it, it's kind of hard to balance out what the numbers really are in the end. And why are we even having this conversation? Because unless you work for that and those numbers depend on your paycheck depends on those numbers, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, AEW doesn't pay me. WWE doesn't pay me. Not that I'm opposed to it, guys. <laughs> I am absolutely for None sale. I, I, yeah, we will be total. We will shit on. I oh, I won't criticize Daniel Bryan, but I will shit on any other WWE. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to pay me, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm for sale like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind a job, but. Oh, I'm not talking about. I don't know about. You know, slip me, you know, 200 bucks a week and I will stock shit on here. (laughs) See, all of a sudden I became a huge AEW mark. Everyone knows what happened. Yeah. 
Well, and everybody always, everybody knows how I feel, at least about Chris Jericho uh, in ring. Um, if RC is still listening this long, I'm sure that wouldn't got him, you know, old man shakes fist at Sky or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, before we get out of here, is there anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Um, Steel Ring Post uh, is the, this is the time of year actually that I miss with Spandex the most. Um, they do, they have a, uh, discord where they do live threads. Um, some of the, the, uh, I'm not going to get into the whole Brandon Stroud thing, but the people who are involved in with spandex, uh, L Collins, Emily Pratt, uh, were great writers. And I, I'm still, I'm glad that I get to still read Emily, uh, who's the best person covering new Japan, uh, today, if you're interested in getting in uh into new japan actually i will yeah fuck it i'll plug emily um i'll plug her twitter feed um if you are a interested in getting into new japan i would definitely recommend following emily of pratt on twitter uh she does fanbite.com does recaps new japan and writes about them she's a great writer she's how i got into new japan um so if you were looking for a good entry point just uh, I would check out uh, muckrack.com slash Emily of Pratt. You can find all of her writing there. Um, she's awesome. So what about you? Excellent. Um, well, since uh, we didn't do it at the beginning, of course, um, we support the brand, support the brand. Please uh, follow the IB Network podcast feed on Spotify, Anchor, Apple. If you're on Apple, please give us five stars, follow us, uh, leave a comment so that uh, gets more, gets us uh, in front of more people looking for this type of content. Um, of course, follow the IB Sports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have a few entertainment groups, um, the IB Entertainment, IB Sports uh, Facebook group, which we just got finished with our very own March Madness. Congratulations to Team Turnbuckle member Rehan Khan for winning uh, this month's, um, this year's uh, IB Sports March Madness um, fan pool for for the posters and the members of the group um yeah oh yes also also there's a, an all-star package on patreon uh at i um you can find the link on this podcast feed because i can't remember how to say that uh aloud so i'm not even going to try but yes uh the ib network um Follow us on Facebook, uh, find our groups on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, and as always, if you have any in, uh, issues on your credit report, uh, you can set your appointments at harvestcreditors.com or follow me at official Ronald Tinsley on Instagram, Ronald Tinsley on Facebook. Um, if you mention the Team Turnbuckle podcast, uh, you can save $100 on starting your services, including the ability to write your living will, trust, and power of attorney. And with that, this has been the... NXT takeover preview episode of the Team Turnbuckle podcast. We shall return in a couple of days to bring you a WrestleMania preview podcast with all of us in attendance so that we can all give our thoughts and our um, and, and our uh, fantasy booking. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Team Turnbuckle podcast. So for the head of the table, Chief Keith Fleming, for Sam the Shooter Howe, this has been Ravishing Ronell Tinsley. And we'll catch you soon, guys.